Well, go ahead this morning and get ready, and you can go ahead and open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. We'll be there here in just a moment. But we are in week number four of our series called One Another, where we are looking at several of the one another commandments that are in the Bible, specifically the New Testament, that tells us how to get along with others, how to uh, relate with other people. Because really, relating with people and getting along with people is probably going to be the most, one of, if not the most difficult thing that you do in life. I'm going to say that again. Dealing with people and getting along with people is probably going to be one of, if not the main challenge that you face in this world. Because people can be difficult to deal with. And so fortunately for us, we have the Word of God that teaches us how to relate with one another. Week number one, we looked at uh, the Apostle Paul uh, where he talks about um, that we're to be members one of another, that we all have a role to play to contribute to the overall body of Christ, that we are family. And the more uh, healthy that the, the body is, the more effective we are uh, accomplishing the mission of God. Week number two, we looked at the commandment, love one another. Last week, we looked at the commandment, accept one another. And today, we are going to study how to be kind to one another. I know you probably didn't expect this. And honestly, when I started preparing for this uh, series, I kind of thought that I would stick to the more common things like, you know, love, forgive, and those things like that. But I really feel like God has me going down this road of, of looking at some of these other things that I think that sometimes we just overlook and say, oh yeah, I know what that means. I'm, I'm good. I know how to accept people. I know how to be kind to one another. But we're going to learn today that there is a big difference between worldly kindness and biblical kindness. So let's dive in this morning. Ephesians chapter number 4, verse 31 through 32 says this. It says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Here's the, here's the text. Here's, the, here's where we get the, the commandment. Be kind to one another. Everybody just say that. Be kind to one another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Be kind to one another. Let's pray this morning that God would speak to our hearts and and challenge us to become more like Him as we uh, unpack this commandment today. Heavenly Father, I thank You so much for the privilege that I have to be able to teach Your Word. God, I, I, I count it a great honor. Lord, I don't take what I'm about to do lightly. God, I know that there is a, this is, carries a lot of responsibility, a lot of weight. So Father, I need Your anointing. I need um, um, Your words to be in my mouth so that it is communicated correctly and clearly. And I pray, God, for every heart that is in this room this morning and those who will watch this later online. God, I pray that our hearts are receptive to you, to your word, because our goal as Christians is, should, should be to become more and more like Jesus every day. And God, I know that these commandments are challenging, so help us to be receptive to what you want from us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if I were to ask you this morning, uh, what, does it, what do you think of when you hear the word kindness or or what does it mean to be kind to someone? Or what does a kind person look like? Probably your response would be something like this. Well, a person who is kind is, is someone who's nice, or someone who smiles a lot, um, someone who's easygoing, they're respectful, uh, they're complimentary, they're easygoing, they're calm, they're just, they're just, you know, they're kind people. 
That was what, that's what most people think of when they hear the word kindness. But the kindness that Paul is referring to here in Ephesians chapter number 4 is much deeper than just surface level gestures and actions. In fact, it's more than just smiling or opening a door for someone. It's more than just being nice or being complimentary or being respectful. It's more than just getting along with people. The kindness that the Apostle Paul is referring to is actually a virtue that flows from our love for God and our love for other people. That's what biblical kindness is. In fact, biblical kindness is one of the nine virtues that identify us as a follower of Christ. It's one of the nine virtues that identify us as a disciple. And these nine virtues are what are known as the fruit of the Spirit. Now this, this seems elementary for some of us, I know, but the fruit of the Spirit are, are characteristics that identify us as true Christ followers. Well, what are those uh, uh, fruit of the Spirit? Let's look at Galatians chapter 5. Verse 22 through 23, it says this, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. And then Paul lists the fruit. He says, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Look there at the word that's highlighted. One of the fruit of the Spirit is kindness. So this kindness that Paul is referring to should actually be a characteristic that identifies us or a virtue that identifies us as a true follower of Christ. So we see here from this passage that what Paul is saying is the kindness that I'm talking about is not a worldly kindness because we know that unbelievers can be kind from time to time. Anyone can be kind from time to time. But this kindness that Paul is talking about is actually a supernatural kindness that is produced in the life of a believer who is being led by the Holy Spirit. Paul also tells us this in Romans chapter 2, verse 4. He says, God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. I mean, we're talking about a kindness that, that carries power. The kindness that, that, that as we communicate God's kindness, it's, once again, it's supernatural. It comes from the leading of the Holy Spirit. And that kindness has the power to draw people to Christ. Not just to feel good, like, oh, that person sure was nice. But there's, there's power behind that to draw someone to Christ. It's not just surface level kindness. It's not simply a handshake or it's not simply a smile. It's powerful, breakthrough, life-changing kindness. And this is what separates worldly kindness from biblical kindness. Biblical kindness is connected to the Spirit of God, which can bring about change in the lives of those who receive it. Once again, Ephesians chapter 4, our main text says this, Get rid of, next slide please, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Go back one slide, please. I want to show look at this, look at this phrase here. Get rid of. Everybody say get rid of. Get rid of. Do, do, we, know, do we know what that means? I, 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 some of you hoarders don't know what that means. Okay? When you clean out a shed or you clean out a garage, uh, and you, you have things that you don't use anymore, it's just collecting dust or it's just taking up space, you get 
rid of that. You don't relocate it from one corner of the garage to another corner of the garage. I know I've seen some people like nudging your husband. You, you, you get rid of it. That doesn't mean you just throw it away. Uh, you, you could sell it in a garage sale. You could give it to someone, but you, you get rid of it. That means that you, you get rid of it. It's, it's no longer in your way. It's no longer taking up space. This is what Paul is saying. He says, you got to get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander. This is very important because in the next, in the next phrase, he says, after you get rid of all of those things, he says, now you got to be kind to one another. Scott, what are you trying to tell me? I'm trying to tell you that the kind of kindness that the Apostle Paul is referring to is, is kindness that has no negative attributes connected to it at all. He says you can't, just, you can't still have bitterness and you can't use harsh words and you can't you know, uh, slander people while you're trying to be kind. The kindness that I'm talking about Holy Spirit produced kindness has no negative attributes attached to it at all. It's completely void of those things. That means it is true kindness. It's not manipulative. It's, it's not someone trying to be kind just to get their own way. It is true biblical kindness. I don't know that you've ever thought about this, but um, we can actually use kindness in a way that, that masks or, or hides our true emotions. For example, I can smile at you while the whole time inside I am just knocking you down. Or I'm just thinking, <laughs> Robert, it's so good to see you, but inside I'm thinking, man, what in the world is he doing here? Or I just... Y'all, y'all follow me? I mean, I'm just, I'm being kind. I'm, you know, he thinks I'm being kind, but on the inside, I'm like, I just want to rip his head off. I can, I can compliment you and not really mean it. Right? I can tell you, man, you did a good, Scott, you did a great job this morning, but on the inside, be full of bitterness and envy and jealousy toward him. You know what I'm talking about this morning? That, that's worldly. Anyone can use worldly kindness. We can, we can be nice to people and not really mean it. And I think we've all been guilty of that. I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be the first to admit I've been guilty of that. We use kindness sometimes as a way of getting what we want. Or we use kindness towards other people as a way of, of gaining influence. Or, or getting ahead in life. You know, maybe you're, you're really wanting a promotion at work or something, and so you start being kind to everyone, but you don't really mean it. You're, you're kind at work, but you go home and you tell your wife or you tell your spouse, you know, just what a jerk that this person is. This, this is tough, isn't it? I, I know. It's, it's dealing with real issues. You know, we, someone pulls out in front of us and we wave, and on the inside, you're, you're an idiot. You know, we just, we're, we're kind. There's... There's gestures that of kindness, there's actions of kindness, but it's not real kindness. We use worldly kindness for selfish reason. And we, we use it a lot of times to hide how we truly feel. Even, even just a little thing when people say, hey man, how are you? You're like, oh, I'm great, thanks. You know, we're trying to be kind with, a, with our response, but deep down inside, we're, we're hiding our true emotions. But Paul says here in Ephesians chapter 4 that biblical kindness, the kindness that's, that, that's produced 
by the Holy Spirit is completely void of these things. It's not selfish. It's not manipulative. It's not shallow. It's not just an an empty compliment. It's much deeper than that. In fact, biblical kindness is connected to your heart. Biblical kindness is connected to your heart. Go back again to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. He says this. He says, be kind to one another. Look at this next word here. If you mark in your Bibles, I encourage you to highlight this word tenderhearted. And then just, if you want to draw a line under the, the second part of that word hearted, I, I think it would be beneficial for you. He says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. That word tenderhearted in the Greek, um, it's, it's actually translated, if you, if you look this up, it means to have compassion for or to be sympathetic. It's, it's tender. I think we, let, let me relate it like this. It, if you have a bruise on your arm, or we'll just go with your arm. If you have a bruise, um, it can be sensitive to the touch, right? I mean, you touch any um, other area of your arm that's not bruised, I mean, you can push on it pretty good. It doesn't hurt. But, but when this area up here has a bruise on it, and boy, you touch that, it's, it's what we call, it's tender, right? It's sensitive. This is the same word that he's using. He says, be kind to one another. Tender hearted. In other words, this kindness is connected with your heart. It's tender hearted. There's, there's compassion there. It's sensitive. When you see people, you truly want to be an encourager. You truly want to lift people up. You truly want to make a difference in their lives. That's the, the kindness that Paul is talking about. To truly and genuinely care for people. And let me just say this, that's not natural. That doesn't come by default. By natural, we are selfish creatures. I mean, just, just the phrase or the, the word selfie. Let's take a selfie. It's a, we live in a selfie uh, generation, a selfie culture. It's all about me, 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 me. So this kindness that he's talking about is a learned kindness. It's a, it's a kindness that's not natural. It's supernatural. It comes from the leading of the Holy Spirit. But as we become more and more like Jesus, who is the perfect model for what true kindness is, we will begin to be kind to other people. And kindness will be one of the fruit or virtues that is present in our lives. We are called by God to be kind to one another. We're called by God to show kindness to one another. Even those who don't believe like you. Even those who don't like you. And even those who have done you wrong. You are called to be kind to one another. This is the model that Jesus portrayed for us. This is biblical kindness. Kindness that is attached to your your heart. And when your heart is healthy and whole and consumed with love for God, then kindness will be the overflow. So this morning what I want to do as we we move on in this, those of you that are taking notes and on your way to heaven, I want to give you, (laughs) some of you picked up on that, I want to give you four truths about kindness. That as we begin to learn this and and as we begin to uh, implement biblical kindness in our lives, this is going to kind of tell you not just the why, but it's also going to tell you, it's also going to be a reminder for you about um, how you're supposed to give kindness and what kindness is and, 
and what that looks like. So uh, if you're taking notes this morning, four truths about kindness. And here's the first one. Number one, everyone needs kindness. Everyone. Even those who look like they have it all together. They need kindness. Even those who are hurting need kindness. And even those who do not show any kindness to you, they need your kindness. In fact, Jesus says this in Matthew 7, verse 12. This is what is is known as the golden rule. For those of you who grew up in royal rangers or missionettes, some of you, that's going to be foreign words. Like, what in the world is that? But... I know they did that a lot in the Assembly of God. I don't know how many other churches do that, but they all are similar. They have you know, uh, children's ministries and student ministries that they teach kids certain things. But um, in Royal Rangers, we learn this as the golden royal. The golden royal rule. The golden rule. Matthew 7, 12. Jesus says this. He says, do to others, watch this, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. He says this is, this is the essence. Everything can be summarized in this. It's all about love, right? He says, here's how I want you to treat other people. I want you to do unto them what you would like for them to do unto you. Not do unto them the way that they are doing unto you, but do unto them the way that you would want them to do unto you. Summarized, you could say it like this. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Now, sometimes that's easy. It's not difficult. Some people are easy to to love or easy to be kind to. While other times, there are other people who are difficult to be kind to. And as I say that right now, you probably already have a picture in your mind of who that person is. And that's okay, because even that that picture of that person that you're thinking of, God has called us to be kind to them. To be kind to them. Treating others the way you want to be treated. Even when people are rude to us, even when people are ungrateful, we are to demonstrate kindness. Now, you want to know how how good your walk with God is, here's here's one of the ways that we can measure it. How are we we at, at treating other people? Even people who are hurting, even people who are difficult to get along with, how are we doing in relating to them? Because the Bible has called us to be kind to everyone, to be kind to treat people the way you want to be treated. Anytime you look in the Gospels, you see that Jesus was, he was always kind. And even, and this is not part of my notes, and I really don't want to get hung up on this, but but even when it looked like that he was like kicking tail and, you know, throwing money changers tables over and driving people out of the temple. Deep down, he he was being kind because really true kindness is going to to tell someone in a a tactful way when when they're at fault or when they're they're going down the road wrong because true kindness actually has compassion to help them. Okay, But Jesus was kind to everyone. All throughout the Gospels, you see Jesus showing kindness to everyone. Even the people who others would consider as worthless. Even to people who others would say that they're not worth anything. They're no good for, for, for nothing. Jesus was kind to everyone. 
there are several places where religious people, they had an issue with Jesus hanging out with, with tax collectors. And it says other notorious sinners. I mean, back in those days, tax collectors were evil people because they would cheat people out of their money. And, and religious people had an issue. And, and their issue was this. If Jesus was really who he says that he is, he, he wouldn't be hanging out with those people because if he was really the Son of God, he would, he would know who these people are. And he wouldn't relate with them. He wouldn't be kind to them. But the truth of the matter is this. Because Jesus knew about them, because Jesus knew about their, their situation, their circumstances, he had compassion on them. He had genuine love for them. So he was kind to them. Jesus knew, watch this, Jesus knew what they were dealing with. Jesus knew the, the, the home life that they were brought up in. Jesus knew their family history. He knew the way that they had been abused and neglected by mom and dad. Jesus knew why they were the type of people that they were. So he extended kindness to them. You know, there are so many times, and this is one of the challenges to being kind, because a lot of times we, we see surface level actions, we see surface level behaviors, and we don't really know what's driving that person to respond the way that they do. A great example for you teachers that are in the room, sometimes we see, or you see kids at school, and they're just, they're acting out, or they're just, they are difficult to deal with. But what you don't know is the home life that those kids are living in. What you don't know is how mom and dad just completely removes themselves from their lives or, or yells at them or is always hateful to them. You, you, don't, you don't know the circumstances that they're living in. And the, the truth of the matter is this, is that in so many ways, people are a product of the circumstances that they've been involved in. Yes, choices have a lot to do with that, but sometimes, especially when a kid is being brought up, they don't really have a choice. They don't really have a say-so in what's going on. So, so they actually turn out to be a product of their upbringing or their family life. So they're acting out in a way that only they've ever known how to act. And so a lot of times we want to write people off. And we're like, well, I'm not going to be kind to that person. I'm not going to reach out to that person because they're just a jerk. But you don't know what that person has gone through in their life. Matter of fact, in his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie says this. We're going to put this on the screen. It's a pretty lengthy quote. He says this. He says, the only reason, for example, that you are not a rattlesnake is that your mother and father weren't rattlesnakes. And what he's talking about, the context here is like, if you had the same uh, upbringing as them, if you had the same circumstances as them, if you had the same abuse and neglect in, in, in your life that they had, you would be just like them. And then he says, the reason that you're not a rattlesnake is because your mom and dad weren't rattlesnakes. He goes on to say this, you deserve very little credit for being what you are. And remember, the people who come to you irritated, bigoted, unreasoning, deserve very little discredit for being what they are. Feel sorry for the poor devils, pity them, sympathize with them, but say to yourself, there but for the grace of God go I. In other words, if you had the same upbringing, if you had the same circumstances, if you were chemically wired and built just like them, there's a good safe bet and chance that you would be just like them. 
My point is this. You never know what people are dealing with. You never know the environment that they've got to go back home to. You never know how, how hard that their life has been and, and currently is. You never know what they've gone through. Roman philosopher Seneca said this. He says, wherever there is a human being, there is an opportunity for kindness. Everyone needs kindness. Just say that. Everyone. Everyone needs kindness. The second truth that I want you to know about kindness is this, that kindness is a choice. Kindness is a choice. It's not a temperament. It's not a personality. It's not a uh, disposition. It's not a mood. <laughs> I'm just not in the mood to be kind today. It's not, it's not a mood. It's not a frame of mind. Kindness is a, a choice. It's a choice. Whenever other people are rude, choose kindness. Whenever other people are insulting you, choose kindness. Whenever other people are ungrateful, choose kindness. Always. Everybody say always. Always choose kindness. Now this is hard. I know you guys are quiet and I've already wrestled with this because I know I, I struggle in this. You know why? Because people are difficult to deal with. But our role and our calling as, as, as Christ followers, and the reason this commandment is giving is so that we can become more and more like Jesus and show the world that, that God loves them, that God cares about them, that God has compassion towards them to draw people to Christ. We're not supposed to just you know, walk away from people and just neglect people because you know, they're rude or ungrateful. or We're not supposed to respond to them the way that they've acted towards us. We are supposed to be kind to them. Always choose kindness. Colossians 3 verse 12 says this, Since God chose you to be holy people that He loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy and what? And kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. It's interesting. Paul uses the phrase, clothe yourselves. That means to literally put on. Just, just, just like when you wake up in the morning, and you choose what outfit you're going to wear, or maybe it's the night before, for those of you who don't procrastinate. You, when you're choosing out the outfit to wear, and you're choosing out what shoes you're going to wear, and the belt, the purse, ladies, whatever, when you're choosing all that, Paul is saying, just like you would choose what to wear, you need to choose to put kindness on. Kindness is a choice. And, and, and really, the, the meaning... Behind this is that when we're getting ready in the mornings, when we're picking out our outfits, we have to choose to put on, to clothe ourselves with kindness. <laughs> I'm choosing this outfit, but I'm also choosing to have a good, kind, tender-hearted attitude today. Come on, we need to hear this. Person sitting next to you needs to hear this. You need to hear this. I need to hear this. Kindness is a choice. We have to choose kindness. And growing in the Word and in your relationship with Jesus is going to help make that choice easier. Number three, the third truth about kindness that I want you to know is kindness is love in action. Week number one, we, we uh, unpack the commandment, love one another. Kindness is, is love in action. That's what it is. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 8 says, love is kind. It's Love is patient, love is kind. 
Kindness is love in action. In other words, it's the practical expression of love. It's, it's, it's an overflow of our heart. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ and uh, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, which he does if you're a believer, then, then one of those virtues that should flow out of you Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In the middle there is kindness. Kindness. It's, it's love in action. It's not just being kind for the sake of being kind. Anyone can do that. Well, for the most part. Some people, I don't know if there's, you know, they need Jesus. But anyway, um, it's not just being kind for the sake of being kind. It's It's... It's love and action. It's an overflow of your heart. It's an overflow of your love for God and your love for other people. If you do something kind and expect someone to say thank you, you're not as kind as you think you are. Some people, oh, I'm very kind, but, but, but the reason for your kindness, it's worldly kindness, it's, it's manipulative or it's, it's, it's selfish. You're wanting something in return. And if you did a nice gesture, if you open the door for someone and they just walk in and they didn't say thank you, sir, and you say Man, what a jerk. <laughs> Listen, I know I'm hitting home. You're not as kind as you think you are. Are y'all hearing me? Yes. Kindness is love and action. Love, what, remember we learned this in week two, love, 1 Corinthians 13, love doesn't demand its own way. You're not kind because you're wanting something in return. Kindness is just an overflow from your heart. I hope this helps people. True kindness is love in action. And then the fourth thing, last one, I'll close with this. I kind of touched on this a little earlier, but kindness is powerful. Now, once again, we're talking about biblical kindness, okay? So don't get this confused with worldly kindness. Kindness is powerful. Watch this. Look at, look at Proverbs 12, verse 25. The writer here says, Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a, but a kind word cheers it up. In other words, it's, it's, it's more than just words. It's like when we are truly being kind to other people, it has a way of, of lifting them up. It has a way of causing them to feel valued and feel like, that. wow, someone cares for me. I mean, kindness is powerful. It can, it can affect the, the lives of those who receive it. It can change them. Kindness is like a breath of fresh air to those who receive it. Kindness has the power to change the life of a person who is in a point of struggle in their life. How many have ever received a, a, a you know, kindness or a kind word or a kind gesture when you were struggling in life and someone just was so kind to you or they, they did something to you? And I mean, you know, it, it, it stirred you up. It, did, it lifted your spirits. It's not a small thing. It has the power to change the world. Now we've already read this, but Romans 2.4 again says that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. That's powerful. And that God kindness that he's talking about is, is a virtue of the Holy Spirit. So as the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, God's kindness gets, gets communicated to the world. And it's that it has the power 
to draw us to repentance. It has the power to draw other people to repentance. It communicates God's kindness, which has the power to bring them into a life of freedom in Christ. But watch this. Watch this. The power of kindness doesn't just work in the one who receives it. The power of kindness also works in the one who gives it. Those who show kindness. Watch this. Proverbs 21.21 Whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness, and honor. So it's not just the people who receive it who are benefiting. It's those who give it. Isn't it? Isn't it I, don't, I don't want to say ironic, but isn't it, isn't it neat how Jesus says that it's more blessed to give than to receive? When, when we give, and I know it's, it, we're, we're, a, we're a selfish uh, people. It's all about me, me, me. But, but if we, when we start learning to give love and patience and all these, these nine virtues, the fruit of the Spirit, when we start learning to give those things, we're blessed in return. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 17. I shared this one not too long ago on social media. Um, this is the, the Living Bible translation. It says this. It says, Your own soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. We, we learned this a few weeks ago. Your own soul is nourished when you are kind. And I think when I posted this a few weeks ago, I put, Be good to your soul today. Be kind. Be good to your soul today. Be kind. Kindness not only changes those who receive it, kindness changes us. It's easy to see why God wants us to be merciful and show kindness to others because kindness changes us. It's powerful. Just as bitterness changes you for the worse, I I don't think I have to spend much time there. You know when someone's bitter, man, they're just, they are difficult. But just as bitterness changes you for the worse, kindness changes you for the better. Kindness is powerful. There's a spiritual principle at play here. It goes something like this. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. You know, a lot of times we, we think of that as, as money. And, and it's, it's a principle. It applies to whatever. When you sow generosity, it says, the Bible tells us that those who are generous will themselves be refreshed. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Those who are generous will receive generosity. may not be in the way that you, that you expect it, but you're going to receive it. It's a principle. So learn to sow seeds of kindness. Start this week. Start today. Plant seeds of kindness and you will reap a spiritual harvest of blessing. This, this morning, I want to just call your attention back to the, the, the whole purpose of this series, one another, is that we would learn to implement these commandments which are, which are listed in the Word of God to make us more like Christ and to grow us closer um, as, as fellow believers in Christ, to grow, grow us closer in unity and in harmony as the church so we can accomplish more. And for that person that's difficult to get along with, for that person that's rude, for that person that's ungrateful, you are called to show kindness to them. I think of the phrase, and I probably shouldn't even say this because it's probably going to be taken the wrong way, but the phrase, kill them with kindness. It's, you know, just respond to people out of kindness. That takes, that takes the love of Jesus. 
That, that takes, that takes the, the Holy Spirit affecting your life because the, the flesh wants to respond. The flesh wants to lash out. The flesh wants to, to cuss somebody out when they're cussing you out and talking down to you. But, but the fruit of the Spirit, if we, when we love God and we really love others, we're going to know, okay, well, there's a good chance that that person's responding that way because they've had a rough life or they're hurting inside. Or their home life is busted up. And they're, they're, they're just taking out their, their frustration on, on me. You start seeing people the way that Jesus sees people. And you're kind to them. The challenge today is to be kind to other people. We're all called to imitate God in everything that we do. Be imitators. And God's kindness to us is always unconditional. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful that, and we're going to point all this back to Jesus here, but aren't you thankful that, that God only, is not kind to us only when we're kind to Him? God's kindness to us is unconditional. His love for us is unconditional. And as His followers, He is asking us, He is commanding us to reciprocate that back to Him and to other people to win the world for Christ through kindness and love and acceptance and forgiving and bearing one another's burdens and praying for one another, encouraging one another, stirring other people up. Amen? Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, God, for your word today that challenges us. I thank you, Lord, that that we are not left in this world to try to figure things out on our own, but you have given us the inspired word of God. Lord, everything that we've read today in your word is God-breathed. It's there for instruction. It's there to teach us. God, it's there to correct us. It's there to guide us. And I'm thankful for that this morning. God, because without it, Lord, we, we don't know how to do life. We don't know how to interact with people. But you've given us your word. God, you've given us your commandments. And God, I know that as human beings, Lord, we fall short so many times. So many times, God, we have an opportunity to respond with kindness, God, but, but we don't. We respond with anger. We respond with harsh words. We respond in frustration. And God, I know that when we do that, Lord, we, we, we really destroy our testimony. We destroy our influence that we could have on other people. So God, help us in our weaknesses. Help us, God, where we fall short. And help us learn, Lord, to draw closer to you so that we can experience your love for us and we can experience your grace and kindness toward us. And the more we experience your love and grace and kindness toward us, God, the more that we're going to love and be gracious and be kind to others. So heal our hearts this morning, Jesus. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen.